What is going on, everybody? Hello, world, and what is the good word? This is Prime Sports World uh, here with another edition, and I know it's early, but it's college football showdown because, man, the season is only about, man, we're about to get a little over three months. It's, it's three months away. September, oh, I want to say September, first week of September, first week of uh, August is when the season starts, but I am your host, Israel Rivera, here with my main man, Christian Simpson, but before we start, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast here on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and in case you miss this live feed, please check us out on all streaming platforms where podcasts can be heard, that is Apple Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, as part of the sports world, keeps you locked in 360 degrees around the world. What's going on, Christian? What's man, going on, baby? Man, it's been a good minute, man. When last time we talked, you and I were getting ready and we were preparing for our second national championship together. Can you believe this? I think it's going to be our third full year that we're doing college football showdown together. And, man, I can't wait. There's a lot of football to discuss. But I miss you, man. It's been a while. I, I miss you, too, brother. If I could give you a hug <laughs> to the computer, I would. Man, the I season would starts August 26th. I'm like... Like ready to go, baby. We're, look, we're literally three months away to the date. Look, the minute you asked me, could I be on tonight? I'm like, come on, man. I haven't talked football with my guy for a while. So, nah, this is going to be fun. I mean, last year was highly entertaining. Alabama, a lot of people kind of feel they lost their luster a little bit. Ohio State losing that big game. This is two years in a row that they've lost to Michigan. Michigan gets to the playoff again. And my thing is, and I know we'll probably talk about it, but my thing is Jim Harbaugh, he got the Ohio State monkey and pressure off his back. Now he's yet to win a bowl game. That's the next thing he has to do. Um, Some big names have entered the transfer portal. And I'm sure we're going to cover a, a particular pro football Hall of Famer making that jump to D1. I think you know what I'm talking about, Boulder, oh, Colorado. Yeah. yeah, so we have a <laughs> lot to discuss. He's got a lot. Man, you know what? We got a lot to discuss. Uh, the, and, and, and you're right um, about every single point that you hit on. There's a lot of storylines in college football, um, especially like, like you said. I, I love that you mentioned Alabama. Who's going to be their quarterback, right? Who's going to be Georgia's quarterback? Who's right. going to be Texas quarterback? There's right. a lot of there's a lot of unknowns um, here, you know, in college football, especially with Alabama and Georgia, right? Um, who, you know, especially those two guys because they're going to be in the top five. I'm assuming Alabama got the number one recruiting class. They got transfers coming in, um, so they're going to have a quarterback battle. Georgia's definitely going to have a quarterback battle. There's two, three guys that I can, you know right off, you know, that I can, that can mention that, that could potentially win the quarterback battle for Georgia. Um, but they, 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 that, that team is, 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 is primed and ready for a three-peat. So that, that's pretty much the biggest storyline is can Georgia three-peat? <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I mean, look, I'll admit to you that their defense did show some vulnerabilities a little here and there, but I'll admit to you that I was concerned when they lost Nolan Smith because I thought Nolan was the operator of everything up front. Uh, just mm-hmm. a, a formidable pass rusher, can stop the run, can play back in coverage. And when they lost him, I think a lot of people thought their title chances were slowly but surely going out the window. The game against Ohio State, you got to give Ohio State a lot of credit because Stroud and those boys really gave Georgia all they could handle. But 
Georgia showed the heart of a champion when it mattered most, and they heard all mm-hmm. the rumblings leading up to the national title game against the TCU Horn Frogs. This defense isn't the same. This offense and TCU, they're going to put points up on the scoreboard. And Georgia's defense, they delivered when it mattered most, held them to only a touchdown and put up 65 on them. And there's, and, and you know what? And when we get to the transfer um, mm-hmm. portal mm-hmm. segment of the show, there's there's a few quarterbacks that I put on the list uh, that, that you know, some bigger names that moved on to some bigger programs, uh, you know, so, you know, I, I can't wait to get in it. Let, let me dive into it. Let's talk about the expectations for that Hall of Fame coach that you were mentioning earlier. Mm-hmm. Coach Prime mm-hmm. in Colorado. Yes, Deion Sanders coming off a of back-to-back, um, what is it, SWAC um, titles? Yep, yep, um, SWAC. Yeah. Back-to-back SWAC titles. He didn't win the national championship because um, he couldn't beat the MEAC um, in that game. But a lot of expectations he's brought, you know, with, with recruits, especially Travis Hunter. He's currently got the number 29th recruiting class. There's been a lot of guys from Colorado to leave the program uh, because they knew that, you know, he wasn't, you know, going to keep a lot of those guys. He was bringing in his own guys. But, they, you know, they bring in the number one cornerback, back to back number one cornerbacks um, in, 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 you know, uh, in his recruiting class with Travis Hunter and Kamarni McLean. Right. Uh, Travis Hunter being more or less a two-way player, right? Yeah. Receiver. And then, you know, he's he's got some, he's got a few, he's got like three, four stars as well. Um, some guys. So, so he's building his program. It's not gonna happen overnight. Um, week one, they are at TCU. So, yeah. so you did yeah. mention you did mention uh them going against TCU. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. They do have the number one transfer portal ranking, though. So that is one thing that they do have going for them because they, you know, transferred in Shador Sanders and they transferred in Travis Hunter right off bat. That just automatically. Yeah. And, you know, looking at this, yeah, the success, Rome wasn't built in a day. It really took time. And, you know, Dion, he's going to struggle early on. This is a program that hasn't won much. So, of course, all the high expectations are on them, all the eyes on them they're under the spotlight now because of one guy and that's Deion sanders it's just amazing how one guy can come in and just change the the entire culture immediately and they get a test right out the gate Mm -hmm. you know they're playing the runner up and i know this is going to be a completely different looking tcu team but i think sunny dice is going to have them ready to play yeah um so yeah you you hit the uh, you know nail on the head right so one thing about this Colorado team, guys, is that they have they literally a, a roster overhaul. Mm-hmm. Um, they have they have one guy from that defense last year in Trevor Woods, who's going to be coming back. He's a strong safety. So Dion basically went through the whole roster, right, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, and he basically said, "Okay, you guys were one and eleven last year. Ain't ain't much to like. Uh, is, I'm bringing in my own guys. I'm doing it my way." You guys have been used to losing for so long. Y'all are going to have to transfer somewhere else because y'all, he basically pulled the Nick Saban, right? You know, like you're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to transfer out somewhere else because you ain't going to get the playing time. Mm-hmm. So his whole, the whole defense, starting defense is going to be all a whole new defense. He's got the most transfers coming in to, to, to Colorado uh, in the nation uh, by far. The whole offense, besides what, four or five guys, um, the tight end. Uh, Kayla Fioria, I'm looking at the uh, dive chat now, uh, the center Van Wells, you know, besides 
um, you know, a couple of the linemen that stayed, and then they got Michael Harrison, uh, the wide receiver that stayed. Everybody on this team is a transfer, and that's everybody a, on and, this. And team see, is a that's the thing, Izzy. That that's the thing. You know, a head coach wants to come in and he wants to implement his own guys. I know we say this a lot when we're talking the NFL. When when a new head coach comes in, he wants his own guy, you know, to develop at quarterback. He unfortunately hate to use this term, but he doesn't want the leftovers from the other team. So, you know, Dion wanting to bring him his own guys and implement the system that he wants to implement. Look, all the power to him, but they have a tough test coming right out the gate. And then looking at their schedule, you know, I think their biggest game is against USC. If you want to be the best, you got to play against the best. And USC just played in a Pac-12 title game last year. But I still think Utah is the best team in this conference, Izzy. Absolutely. I, I I do think Utah, Oregon is, is going to be at the top of this conference yeah. as well. Um, so looking at their record, uh, looking at their schedule, mm-hmm. what do you predict that Dion's first year is going to be like in Colorado? Um, yeah, I'm going to get up their schedule as well and look it up with you. But, you know, I don't think, look, I'm not ready to necessarily crown them as an upper echelon team. They're not in that category with Georgia, Michigan, LSU, Florida State, and Alabama. You know, I think those are the top five teams in the country right there. Um, And then some other teams I could list that that are better than them. I think Penn State is better than them. I know Ohio State lost a couple of key pieces, but they're better than Colorado right now. But looking at this schedule right now, they start with TCU, like we said. You know, that's an early game on September 2nd. Then their home debut against Nebraska. I think that's winnable right there. So we're looking at one and one right there, right, Izzy? Then Mm -hmm. Colorado State, Colorado, a little in-state battle, another home game. But here's where it gets tough. I'm looking at this two-game stretch right here. Colorado going to Eugene to play Dan Lanning and the Oregon Ducks. And you know how tough it is to go up to Eugene and win a game at Austin Stadium. That crowd is really going to be into it. And then the game I was just talking about, September 30th against USC. Caleb Williams, Heisman winner, Deion Sanders, Hall of Famer, uh, not just in college football but in the NFL as well. So those are two games I see them losing back-to-back. I think they lose early on against TCU. I think they can beat Nebraska. Colorado State is a toss-up, but I lean toward Colorado right now. And then I see them losing against Oregon and USC. Colorado, Arizona State. I'm going to lean Arizona State. That's a tough place to play. It's on the road. And I just don't think Dion's boys are going to be ready yet. It's going to take them a full year. So right now, I can see them going 5-7 and seven out the gate. Out yeah um so yeah that's funny that you say that man so <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be it's it's gonna be an adjustment it's gonna be an adjustment uh I think out the gate I think they I think they lose to TCU um I didn't even mention you know t- you know TCU you know they they they're gonna have a quarterback battle too they got a couple transfers coming in Chandler Morris. Chance Nolan from Oregon, um, Oregon State, who was one of the bevy of qu- two or three quarterbacks that coached that quarterback for them last year. Uh, Chandler Morris transferring from Oklahoma, um, but I, I, I think they lose to TCU. Um, they got a shot against Nebraska. Nebraska just hasn't been good in, in years. I think they can beat Colorado State. I think they lose to Oregon. 
Um, they lose to USC. They beat Arizona. I think they can beat Arizona State with the, the talent they have. You know, yeah. Um, so that's you know two, three. That's two, three wins. The three and three right out bat for me. Um, and then you know I I think you know Stanford at home. You know that you know that that might be a tough 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 little game for them. So you know I, I'm gonna go ahead and say that they become four and three. I mean this is gonna be a, a whole new ball club. I think Dion's built this team with a lot of speed, a lot of talent, a lot of skill position guys. Um, four and three, they lose that. They used to lose at UCLA. Four and four, Oregon State. That's a that's a tough. They're at home at Oregon. Oregon State. That's a tough game right there. Four and five. I think they can beat uh, Arizona, even though Arizona, you know, can can score a lot of points. But you know, five and five. So you know, at Washington State, at Utah. Yeah, you're right. Five and seven. You know, yeah. and I agree with you totally because the last two games going into Wazoo on a Friday night that ain't, that is not uh, smooth sailing. No, that's any not team. It. No, and I look at that game, and then I look at them having to go up to Utah. Like Utah, by that time, they're either going to have their share of the Pac-12 division title clinched, or they're going to mm-hmm. clinch it that night against Colorado. So it's going to be some growing pains for for Prime and Boulder. But I think you know brighter days are coming for them. Well, with five wins, they're both eligible. If I'm yeah. not mistaken, yeah. But you so know, they, like, they make a ball. But that, you know and that's what? An improvement from one win last year. Right? Yeah, it definitely is. But look, Dion's not going to be content with that. I, I'm sure you remember this, but College Game Day, the night of the national championship, he was on the set with Kirk and the guys, and he even said, "Look, I love this. I want to be here." But as a head coach, and you know, it's just that confidence. Um, he's going to continue to build that program up. He's going to get those recruits, and this team is going to be better. They're going to be good in the long haul. Of things in the grand scheme of things because that's the ultimate goal right there he wants to bring a national championship to boulder so my thing i think that dion is dion in colorado what they're struggling with is depth right right they're, 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 they've lost a lot of guys even some of the recruits that that were coming in um decommitted uh as well um since he like he really went ham on the transfer portal and he brought in a lot of his own recruits right but I just look at depth, and like some there's there's some there's some depth issues for Colorado. This is basically when I look at this team, especially this year, uh, it's kind of like I want to say it like this. It's kind of like when a team gets sanctioned, right? Mm-hmm. And they lose a whole bunch of scholarships, and and they basically have to start over. Kind of like I don't want to say death penalty like SMU, um, back in the days, but. I, I want to say, like, you know, say a team lost, you know, 15 to 20 scholarships over a, a two-year span or something like that, right? Right, right. And they're limited on, on their TV deals, and they're limited on 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 money, and they, they were not bowl eligible, so that wasn't bringing in the recruits either. This is kind of in a similar sense just because of the fact that he, he, he's, he lost a lot of, you know, kids that were committed to Colorado for – you know, since they were like maybe juniors in high school, sophomores in high school, right? Guys that were in the program for two, three years that, you know, were a part of a, a, a program, right? You're bringing mm-hmm. in a whole new team. You're bringing in a whole new team that 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 doesn't have – we don't know what their culture is. Exactly. We exactly. don't know what Colorado's culture is. Exactly. Um, well said. I really don't have anything to add on to that, but we're going to find out what they're made of in that first game of the year. That game and then the game against the 
Oregon Ducks because it's so tough for any team to go up there. Like Oregon is one of the toughest places to play in the country. You're you're gonna face Bo Nix. He's a Heisman candidate this year. You're going into the Outs and Zoo. I don't see that. Like we're you know who we're gonna see. Like you know who's gonna be tested. Mm-hmm. Like and see who's the real deal. Shador Sanders. Oh, absolutely. Because no disrespect, but what he was playing, you know, he's gonna kind of see an upgrade in everything and oh. everything at this level because these Ooh. guys at this level are more pro ready than what he was seeing when he was at Jackson State. Oh yeah, and he he was seeing he was seeing the equivalent of like D two guys, maybe yeah. like top level JUCO, maybe not even top level JUCO guys, nah. like D two D two. Like legit, like he was seeing FCS competition. It wasn't even F. It was like bottom of the barrel FCS competition, right? Like division. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't even like 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 real FCS competition. That's something I don't like. Like about the HBCUs is that they don't play against like the other F- FCS teams like that, which I, I would love to see more to see. You know, HBCUs get. I mean, back in the day, we we talked about it. Back in the day, you know, HBCUs used to be. You know the 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 you know the talent, right? Yeah. For, for, yeah. for the NFL, yeah. most teams like in the '60s and '70s and '80s, I mean, used to reach into the HBCUs tremendously. Yeah, definitely grab talent. You're right because some of the guys who have gold jackets and bronze bust and the Pro Football Hall of Fame went to yes. HBCUs. Jerry Rice, Walter Payton, uh, Michael Strahan. To name Shannon Sharp, just to Shannon name Shannon Sharp, right? Yeah, you know, Smith too. I think Bruce, I, nah, I Bruce nah, Smith. nah, I think Bruce went to Virginia. Um, yeah, 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 you're right, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, yeah, right. yeah. But look, it doesn't matter where you go, just as long as you get your foot in the door and, and you're balling out, and you're balling out. That's it, that's all that matters. You put the work in, good things are gonna come your way, absolutely. So, yeah, and so, so just to kind of close out this subject for everybody looking. To see, like, he's gonna have a lot of haters. He's gonna have a lot of people, detractors that are gonna say, "Oh, we knew he couldn't cut it at the, at, at, at a, a Pac-12 school or upper upper level, you know, in the mm-hmm. upper levels." Oh, he only got four wins at this point. Oh, he's only got three wins at this point. Five wins. It takes time. He's basically, it's like he's basically in at the pro level for people that don't watch college sports that are tuning in this is like getting an expansion draft this is like getting an expansion team and building your team give Dion, give coach prime two three years in colorado at least another couple years especially a lot of these transfers a lot of these recruits that he's brought in i think shador sanders gets another year eligibility after this year as well yeah yeah give 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 them two years by next year this team will go from five wins to at least eight wins and then by his third year and fourth year they will be players in the back 12. I, I totally, think so. Because I think he's I think he's one of the best recruiters. He's got the pizzazz. He's got he's he he's bringing in kids. He's 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 locking in NL NIL deals for kids. Like he's 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 showtime, he's prime time. Exactly. So, so kids know that 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 the spotlight's gonna be on him and on his program, and he's gonna get national TV, more national TV recognition than ever before this year. And then it's not going to stop after that. Next year is going to be even more. And next year is going to be even more after that. Um, if he struggles, you know, if he struggles after, you know, year two, because I think he should have all the talent in the world and he surrounded himself with many, many coaches, then if he struggles, then it's just him as a coach and X's and O's. 
and making adjustments at this level. You know what right. I'm saying? Right, you know? but I'm really pulling for him because he he loves the game of football, and when he speaks, that locker room listens. And I know, look, not only is he trying to have them right for, for the game of football, he's trying to have these young men right for life because just listen right. to all the rules that he's implementing there, and he's structured. You know, structure really does indeed make a difference, and from going to one win to about that five, six win mark, you know, it's going to be a vast improvement. But, you know, mm-hmm. as far as what you said about the haters, um, he, the man himself said in an interview, if I'm offered a job at a D1 school, I'm taking it. So why is everybody so up in arms still? Oh, yeah. No, there's, there's still people up in arms. And, I mean, you, I mean, his impact is already felt already, right? His re- recruiting class, their recruiting class last year was at the bottom, almost in the bottom half of, of, of college football. It's in the top 30 now, within mm-hmm. the top 30 this year, right? And then just look at the spring game. Last year's spring game, little to nobody was bought in, bought in around that community and around that campus. They sold out the spring game this year. So that's saying something about the culture that he's already kind of instilling um, and bring it back into Colorado. And, you know, he's trying to win another – he's wanting to win a national championship for that program. I mean, the last time they won one was with Eric Bieniemy, who's the assistant, you know, offensive coordinator for, um, you know, in, in the league, in the, in, in the NFL. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so the Colorado Buffs, man, uh, I, I think I, I am rooting for Coach Prime, but, you know, you guys got to be patient with him because I only think they're only going to win five games. Me and Christian only think they're going to win five games this year. So Exactly. That's, yep. that's it. <laughs> yep. So moving on. Opening kickoff, which is about a month away, really, you know, Christian, when I'm looking at the the uh, first two weeks, because week one is really usually dubbed as like week zero, you know? Yeah. And then week two is really dubbed as week one. But I look at the I'm looking at the games like like across the board. And I'm like, there's not there's not really a lot of, you know, big games. The big game, I think, out of all these games, and we're gonna touch on the first LSU versus FSU. Of versus Florida State, you got two Heisman candidates, Jalen Daniels versus um, um, Jordan Travis. Uh, Jordan Travis. So, you know, two teams that are going to be ranked in the top ten. I'm assuming when the rankings do come out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got Georgia Tech, Louisville, the, another Chick Fil A Nutrisite game, South Carolina, North Carolina. You know, Spencer Rattler versus Drake May uh, from you know North Carolina. That's another Nutrisite game. And then Florida, yeah. Utah. And then if I have to like pick a game out of week two, which is technically consider week one i gotta go um texas going into alabama right that's a that's a big game too we might be seeing um uh you know um uh, arch manning. manning the arch manning uh yeah playing in alabama so what do you think about the you know opening week here and some of these games here well i'm looking at that lsu and florida state we you know we saw oh, yeah. these two play last year in the warlands and it came down to to a, a couple of plays and ended up being one of the better games that we saw in week one i know last year in week one i remember previewing notre dame and ohio state two of the bluest of blue bloods in college football on that Oregon and Georgia, Dan Lanning facing his former boss and Kirby Smart and Kirby pretty much showing him, look, you still got some learning to do, young buck. But when I look <laughs> at when I look at LSU and Florida State, man, I'm I'm high on this Florida State team, Izzy, because this is the oh, most yeah. this is the most talent that Mike Norvell has had since he's been the head coach in Tallahassee. I think they're gonna probably be ranked number three or number four. Uh we already talked about the quarterback, but I'm looking at the defensive star, Jarrett Verse. He was going to be Ooh. a top five pick in this draft, maybe even top three. 
he's that good, but he decides to come back for one more year. And I think that he's going to benefit from that. Then I look at LSU, look, you know Brian Kelly pretty well, as I do. Wherever he goes, the man just wins. And he wins the SEC West in his first season. Gets a win over Alabama. You know how we always talk about a head coach getting that signature win in their first year? That's his signature win right there against Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide playing in the SEC championship. Jaden Daniels, I want to see how he takes that next step in year two. LSU kind of hit a little bit of a roadblock after winning it all in 2019. But I think this is going to be a great game. I can see the ball truly flying all over the field in Orlando. This is good. That is that's actually like I mean I had to put it at the top because it's probably going to be one of the most inter, more entertaining games of week one. I agree. Um, another uh, another entertaining game in my opinion is going to be that South Carolina North Carolina game, right? Spencer Rattler in South Carolina, Drake May in North Carolina. We already know North Carolina, you know, <laughs> defense. The, the, the points are going to be like flying off the board here. This is going to be a track meet in this game. Uh, it's going to be a fireworks type of game. But this is a game – I'm going to paint this picture. Drake May is a Heisman Trophy candidate. Probably I agree. the second-best player in college football, I, right, next to Kale Williams. Kale Williams is looking to go back-to-back, uh, which hasn't been done since um, uh, God Lee. What, um, what's his name from uh, Ohio State, the running back from Ohio State back in the 70s. But um, um, think, um, Archie Griffin, I think. Archie Griffin, there yeah, you go. Yeah, there we go. There so, we go. There we go. Back-to-back. So it hasn't been done. So he's looking to do that. So, you know, Drake May, he was, like I said, he was in the same breath as Lamar Jackson, um, you know, last year with, with his stats running and throwing the football, right? Uh, I think he's just one of the best pure passers um, in the game. And I think if these guys, like, were able to come out this year, like, you know, in this draft this mm-hmm. year, they would have been picked ahead of Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. That's how good I think Caleb Williams and Drake May are. Yeah, you know what I mean? I think yeah. this co- – Recruiting class, this quarterback class that's going to come out in the 2024 draft, I think is going to be better than the one that just recently came out. Yeah, I um, definitely agree. But looking at this game right here, South Carolina, you know, what's Will Muschamp bringing to the table uh, for mm-hmm. for the South Carolina Gamecocks? And a uh, couple of growing pains. Win that get big game against Tennessee last year. Remember, they went into Clemson and beat the Clemson Tigers last year. So they're looking to build off of that and say, hey, look, we can go into these hostile environments and win football games in North Carolina. You know what you're going to get from them offensively, but it's been the defense. That's why there's so much pressure on North Carolina's offense because their offense has to sustain long drives to take a lot of pressure off that defense. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you know, on the other side, like you said, for South Carolina, right, Will Mustang, Spencer Rattler, you know, was the guy that Fell from grace, got replaced by Caleb Williams two years ago at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Transferred mm-hmm. out to South Carolina. Had some growing pains earlier in early in the season, kind of adapting to the SEC speed and the SEC defenses, right? But then came on late in the season, and he looked like the Spencer Rattler of old. He looked like that top uh, that top ten pick. He looked like a Heisman, the Heisman Trophy candidate that we all were hoping to see a couple years ago. I think. You know, this is the opportunity for him to go against an actual Heisman Trophy candidate, to go against an actual guy that's regarded as the second best quarterback in his class, and to actually With you know you. outshine him. Yeah, outshine yeah. him and outduel him. This is a great opportunity for Spencer Rattler in, in South Carolina to set the tone for the season uh, against North Carolina. I agree. I agree because look, 
right now in the SEC, it's Georgia, it's Alabama, and I think LSU is probably the distinct third best team by choice in that in that conference. But you know, who else in the SEC really scares you out of those three? Is it Florida? Is it Tennessee? Is it South Carolina? It's so much. There's so many questions. Yeah, no, there's, I mean, the SEC after those two teams, I mean, I don't know, man, it's, it's kind of, it kind of falls off in terms of like the talent discrepancy in my, in my opinion. Um, And then, you know, obviously Florida going into Utah, um, you know, Cam rising, looking to get, you know, I think Utah's looking to get that revenge game from last year because they play they play a home and home, right? Because they last year they went into Gainesville. They went into Gainesville and lost. That's and look. That's a tough game for anybody. I remember a couple years ago, Alabama and Florida. Florida giving the Crimson Tide all they can handle. The Swamp is one of the toughest places to play. That crowd really gets into it, and you really got to be on your p's and q's there. And 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 one thing, let's not let's not make mistake. I mean, Florida losing Anthony Richardson, but they're gaining Graham Mertz in the transfer portal. Like he's probably going to be their day one starter, uh, quarterback from uh, Wisconsin. So, yeah, and you know, they're not they're not going to want this kid to come in and be Anthony Richardson. They just want him no. to come in and play his own game. So I think it's going to be heavy running the football. They're going to be a very run oriented team, and they're going to play great defense. Yeah, and we all know, and we all like Grant Mertz doesn't have like the physical capabilities, or he doesn't even have the strong the strong arm like Anthony Richard does. But he's a good game manager, if, especially if you get surround him with a good running game. I know Wisconsin struggled a little bit last year, but you know I think I think if you could surround him with a good running game, which I think Florida can, um, you know they're bringing back you know uh, you know uh, junior you know they're bringing back a lot of their offense next year. I think they can be able you know to make make some noise. Uh, next year, Trevor Etienne's uh, a, a guy to watch out for when it when it comes to the Florida Gators, um, and also their running back um, Montrell Johnson as well. So the, you know those two, those two guys should 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 bode well and help out Grant Mertz at least week one. But I got Utah winning that game uh, in Salt Lake City. It's, it's, right, look, it's, it's, it's gonna get that revenge, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too because I really like Cam Rising. This this kid ha- is a gamer. This kid has that yes, it factor. Sir wants to make that pass. He's a gunslinger and he's just tough. Cause I remember watching him in that, um, in that PAC 12 title game against, against USC, they're drilling him mm-hmm. and he's just getting up. Like nothing happened. That, that's the mental toughness on display. Is he? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, uh, definitely looking forward to week one. We don't know what the rankings are. Um, but you, what was your top five again, Christian? You said you had Georgia. I said I had Georgia. Um, let's go five USC. to one. USC. Let's go five to one, Izzy. Shall we? Five. Go I have, ahead. I, look, five. I have Alabama. I mean, look, Alabama. Nick Saban. Look, Nick Saban is still one of the greatest coaches in the country right now, and I just think all eyes are on them. All respect to Tupac. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, and, and they got the number one recruiting class coming yeah. in. The only thing is that quarterback is 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 the biggest question mark for them. They're always going to reload everywhere else. I have a feeling it's going to be uh, Tyler Buckner. With Ty- Tommy Reese there and knowing how to use Tyler Buckner, I think it's going to be him week one. Yeah, because yeah. Jalen, Mil- no disrespect to Jalen Milrow, but he just doesn't cut it for me. No. Um, so, yeah, I have them at five. Four, I have Florida State. Um, I, I, no, four, I have LSU. I just think LSU right now – they might be the best team in the SEC West. They won it last year. And say what you want about Brian Kelly, but all the guy does is win. He won at Notre mm-hmm. Dame. He won at Central Michigan. 
He won at Cincinnati, and he's already implementing his mark at um at in Baton Rouge. LSU. You know, yeah. at LSU, and he's going to continue to build that roster. And I know LSU, like I said, they've hit a roadblock the last couple of years. They have not def- they have not been the same team since Coach O left. And Joe Burrow left for the Cincinnati Bengals. So I have them at four. Three, Florida State. This is one of those teams that I'm really high on. A lot of talent. Jarrett Burst is coming back. And Mike Norvell is a coach of the year candidate. But what's Jordan Travis do? I love watching this kid throw the football. You and I raved about this young man all last year. And we were both saying, what's he going to do in 2023? And we're both months away from seeing that. Two is Michigan. Uh, Michigan right now is the best team. They're the clear-cut favorite to win the Big Ten again because they're the only team in the conference that returns their quarterback, and Blake Corum is coming back. You want to talk about Heisman candidates. He's actually my favorite right now to win the Heisman next year. And then number one, the champions, the Georgia Bulldogs. I know they have a lot of question marks, but I think Kirby right now might be the best coach in the country. What he's done these last two years, and this is why they hired him. We didn't hire you to just win the SEC East. We didn't hire you just to get to SEC championships. We hired you to win us national championships, and he's done it the last two years. I couldn't agree with you more. I love the top five. If I, I, I Honestly, I, that's how I would rank the top five. Just, just how you just rank it, yeah. Um, and I think on the outside looking in, you know, USC, USC, Penn State, Ohio State's gonna be there. Um, uh, Godly, let me let me think about uh, maybe Clemson might be there. K Club Nick, I think you got to give them a shot as well. Notre Dame should, I think Notre Dame should actually be in the top ten this year, especially with the uh, this is going into my next. (laughs) <laughs> new places, new places, baby. With the addition of my man, this is yo my favorite college football quarterback. You know how much I love Sam Hartman. I love Sam Hartman, and he is a golden domer, baby. He is. He is. Uh, he, is. Yes. he is going to elevate Notre Dame into the top ten this year. If they're not in the top ten in the rankings when they come out, he will. They will be in the top ten at some point. But, oh, uh, definitely. Faces. Some old faces in new places. This is the transfer portal. Um, just I got some guys coming out here that I think that, that will affect um, their team, their new teams. Obviously, the top two, in my opinion, are Travis Hunter and Shadur Sanders, obviously, right, going to Colorado. And then I just talked about Sam Hartman, Wake Forest, going to Notre Dame. Um, Devin Leary, good, one of the better, best ACC quarterbacks last year at NC State, going into Kentucky. You know, Will Levis moves on to the NFL. Devin mm-hmm. Leary steps right in. DJ Uyunglele, right? We we all know what happened at Clemson. He got replaced by Kay Klemnick at, at, in the in the ball game, um, or in the last game of the season. And you know, he already knew the writing was on the wall. He transfers to Oregon State. You know, he's got you know Martinez back there in the backfield. He's got a good defense. I think DJ needed a fresh start. And, you know, we'll see what happens. I think he can make – I think with the inefficiencies at quarterback that they had last year, I think DJ brings them consistency there, at least in Oregon State. And I think he just needed a new um, – a, a, a new chapter, a, a fresh yeah, start. Yeah, a new chapter, a fresh start. Yeah. Uh, and then one of my favorite quarterbacks, Tanner Mordecai from SMU, going to Wisconsin. Look, I'm very excited about this one because Tanner Mordecai is a guy that was top – he was one of the best quarterbacks, like gunslinging quarterbacks in the nation. He had 3,600 yards 
and I know it's like a, a pass first offense at SMU. Thirty six hundred yards last year, thirty nine touchdowns uh, in junior year, thirty nine touchdowns last year, thirty over thirty five hundred yards, thirty three touchdowns, which is top ten in the nation. Um, but he does got to let you know he's so much of a gunslinger. He does got to limit his his interceptions. But that's a guy, man. Wisconsin hasn't had a guy that can like really let it rip since Russell Wilson. Yeah, I agree with you because you look at how Wisconsin teams are built. What do they want to do, Izzy? They want to pound that rock. They want to control the line of scrimmage. And look, you and I play. And what's the one thing Coach Rock always tells us? Shout out to Coach Rock, by the way. What's the one thing he always tells us, man? Football is one where? In the trenches, the trenches on the on both sides of the ball, offensive line and defense line. I'm excited for this because Tanner Mordecai, he's a gunslinger, like you said. He's a guy that can stretch the field vertically, surround him with weapons, and that's the thing. I say it in the NFL all the time, and I think the same can be said with the college game as well. Put your quarterback in the best position to win football games. And he's definitely has, and he definitely has a uh, 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 a top, I, I consider Braylon Allen to be a top five running back in the nation. Oh, absolutely. In my opinion, he's, he's a load. He's a three down running back. He's going to be one of the, the, the next great Wisconsin running back to transfer from college to translate from college to the pros. To the in NFL. my opinion. Yeah, I yeah, agree. To the NFL. So, so Tanner Mordecai, I think Wisconsin, that's a game set. Wisconsin, when we, when we come out and do some of these conference previews, uh, Christian, yep. Yep. Wisconsin is a sneaky team. In the Big Ten, in my team. I have two words for you. Well, three. Coach Luke Fickle. He's one of the best off, young offensive minds in the country. And here's the thing. You have to be able to adapt with the game as a head coach. And Paul Christ just wasn't doing that in, in Madison. Uh, look, Wisconsin's going to be fun. I actually think, you know, a little sneak preview, Izzy. I actually think Wisconsin can win the Big Ten West. Who do you really see as a threat in that conference? Nobody. 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 So are you not thinking on that I, side? Not so, on that side. So are you thinking what I'm thinking? Because you know I'm gonna write this down, brother. Are you thinking Wisconsin, <laughs> Michigan, Big Ten title game? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. no, I, I, I definitely because Michigan's bringing back every almost everybody. I definitely, I think Penn State's gonna get Michigan to run for their money. And, you know, and the thing about Ohio State though, bro, is that we don't know what Cal McCord uh, is gonna be like. No, we Palmer don't. Harrison Jr. We know that they that they're gonna bring back a, a good defense. They got uh, they're bringing back um, Jim uh, Knowles. Tra- yeah, they, they got they, they brought them in that transfer. Um, there's another guy that 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 transferred to Ohio State. Um, Godly here. Um, he transferred to um, he's one of the top uh, transfers here from um, from the SEC. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he went to um, Ohio. Uh, he's he's transferring to Ohio State. Let me pull him up. But anyways, Ohio State's another team that's going to be able to compete with. Uh, and I'm talking about uh, Davidson, um, Davidson and Bundeson from uh, Ole Miss. You know, that's yep. a kid that that's a kid that's going to. He's six two, six three. That's a kid that could be a lockdown corner for Ohio State next year. So my, my thing is like it's going to be interesting, but I do think Michigan is going to win it. But you're right, bro. Like I think it's going to be Michigan and Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game. But I will say this: you heard me rave about these two kids last year, and I'm going to do it again starting now. Penn State, K. Tran Allen, Nicholas Ooh. Singleton, best duo of running backs in college football. Absolutely, I've been telling. I was telling people about this too, uh, because when they had top five running backs, they they made a top ten list, and they actually they have Nicholas Singleton in there. I think he was like number eight or number seven. Some I believe guy it. made a list. 
So, but I was like, man, Nicholas Singleton as a true freshman was outstanding. Yeah. I, I only think he's going to be better. And then I was like, yo, you guys can't sleep on K-Tron Allen, bro. You cannot like, sleep <laughs> on K-Tron Allen. Bro, they are going to be dynamic, uh, Penn State. So I, I can't wait for the season to start, especially in the Big Ten. Um, and then uh, next running back here, uh, Carson Steele, uh, Ball State running back, uh, mm-hmm. going transferring to UCLA. That's the kid that that was top ten in the nation and running. He had over fifteen hundred yards rushing the football for Ball State, albeit it was in the MAC. But this is a guy that uh, I think I'm having a horror movie over here for some reason. I don't know what's <laughs> going on here. But hold on, let me fix my lights here. Handle that, man. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Something's wrong with my with my lights over here. Buddy. Oh man, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, I don't know um, what's going it must on be the here, wind, brother. it must be the wind or something, but I'm gonna stop my camera. But there anyways, yeah, but anyways, um, yeah, he's a guy, Carson Steele, man, is a guy that 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 is is legit, you know, um going to UCLA. Yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be a guy that 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 can you know carry you they, they go from Zach Charbonnet to you know Carson Steele. Um you know, in this, in this, in, you know, in their offense. So um, he's another top transfer, another kid, uh, you know, Ernest Hausman linebacker from Nebraska. He was a true freshman last year. I think he was a four-star recruit transferring to Michigan. Uh, I think he led all freshmen in their offense in the, from Nebraska in tackles last year. So that's a big addition. They get a, a middle linebacker that can go sideline to sideline. Um, and then uh, DB Denver Harris, Texas A&M going to LSU. This kid was one of the top uh, cornerbacks coming out of uh, the class last year. He's, uh, I think he was like um, one of the number one prospects out of Texas. And you know how yeah. good Texas is. But he's one of the kids that um, that got suspended indefinitely uh, mm-hmm. for in the middle of the season. For uh, it was three freshmen that got suspended indefinitely. He was one of them Absolutely. Um, for breaking curfew hours. Um, you know at Texas A and M. So that's another big guy, uh, Fentro Cypress. Um, from going from UVA to FSU. He's another big-time DV. And then this kid, I want to talk about this kid, or the last two kids. Um, Dominic Lovett, Dominic Lovett from Mizzou, going to Georgia. I know for a damn fact, Christian, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that when Georgia played F, uh, uh, Mizzou and they saw this kid putting in work against them last year, because he almost had 1,000 yards last year from Mizzou. Yeah. When they saw work coming in, they said, hey, kid, <laughs> We got a spot for you up here in Georgia. We know we got a couple guys that gonna go to the league, and we got a spot for you coming up here in Georgia, baby. And uh, I think he's gonna be a guy that's gonna, you know, he's going to be a kid that is going to uh, make an impact immediately for that offense. I agree. I agree because I look at him. He's five ten, about one seventy, so not the biggest guy, but he's physical, and he's that guy that can take your top off the zone. But you can plug him in in different spots. Kind of reminds me a little bit of Tyler Lockett from the Seattle Seahawks, a guy that can go over the middle but can take the top off your zone and stretch the field vertically. And I think he's going to be a nice complementary asset to Brock Bowers. And I think he's going to benefit immensely from Brock Bowers because Brock is going to see his share of double teams. You know what I'm saying? Now you're going to play, you're going to play Dominic in a lot of maybe single high looks or man-to-man coverage. No, no island across the board. So I I agree with you. I think he's going to have an immediate impact as well. Yeah, and against Georgia, he had six receptions for 84 yards. So, you know, he was definitely putting in work against Georgia. Uh, he had some big games, 148 yards against SC. He had a big game in the um, in the um, 
in the regular season finale against Arkansas, 130 yards against them, 132 102 yards against Auburn. So, you know, this kid this kid is is going to be solid as they come from. And he's an Illinois boy. He's from East St. Louis. He's from East St. Louis. Louis. Yep. East St. Louis Flyers, man. So, shout out to um Dominic Lovett. Um, you know, and I, I think he's going to make a, a media impact for um uh for Georgia. And then this kid right here, Jordan Burch from South Carolina, moving over to Oregon, right? This kid's 6-6. He can get after the quarterback. This is a kid that they that they are going to love. There in Oregon, I think he's a guy. I think he can um, he can increase his. And he's a kid that could stand up and he could put his hand in the ground. Yep. He's six six. He's absolutely massive, and I think he's a guy. You know, he had he had um, golly, if I look put, pull up his stats, I think he had sixty tackles, uh, close to sixty tackles for yeah um, South Carolina last year. Uh, but he's a guy that's going to make a tremendous impact, especially at the uh, at the Pac twelve level. Uh, just because of the fact that, I mean, oh yeah, 32 solo tackles, three and a half sacks. So getting after the quarterback, he could play inside, he could play outside, but getting after the quarterback is um, is, is is what he's going to have to do there in Oregon. And he's a massive individual, long arms. He's a guy that that I can see possibly being, you know, at the end of the season when it's all said and done, being, a, uh, you know, going in the first three rounds because of his production at Oregon. And that, you know, that team is going to be, you know, in, in the hunt to possibly be, you know, final four standing in the CFP. And here's my thing. You saw what Dan Lanning was able to do in Georgia in 2021. Really couldn't really couldn't do much with that defense that he had last year, learning experience. And now he wants a guy that can get after the quarterback. I mean, look at Oregon a couple years ago. They had, in my opinion, the best player in college football in Kayvon mm-hmm. Thibodeau. I mean, he was an absolute force. And look, Jordan's not going to duplicate that success, but he can be his own guy and they can build this defense around him. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I do think I do think that he's going to be um, a, a immediate impact for Oregon when it's all said and done. Um, moving on to the Heisman Trophy rankings here. These are my Heisman Trophy rankings, Christian. Uh, you can throw you know some of yours in there, but. You know, I'll just go, you know, one through five. Uh, Kayla Williams, number one. I mean, he's looking to repeat next year. Number two, I got Drake May from North Carolina. Number three, I got Jordan Travis from Florida State. And number four, I got Michael Penix Jr. from Washington. He had a tremendous year uh, last year um, transferring in uh, from the Big Ten to uh, Washington. So I, I, I honestly think he's going to be in the Heisman, Heisman um, uh consideration all mm-hmm, year uh, mm-hmm. and then number five round of my top five i got bo nicks from oregon who seems like he's been playing college football forever but he bo has had, yes <laughs> but bo <laughs> nicks coming from auburn to oregon and and in that widespread offense uh he 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 had a bad week one um against georgia but after that he was money um, love how he reg- love how he regrouped. Love how he regrouped. Look, it's not what you, it's not what happens to you. It's how you respond to it. Yeah, and then I'm outside looking in. Obviously, man, I got Marvin Harrison Jr. Ohio State. I think when it's all said and done, Marvin Harrison Jr. will get that invite. Depending on you know him and Kyle McCord, I think I think it, it depends on you know what the, what what they look what how their relationship is and, and what I'm talking about is like how their continuity is. Uh, in the season, right? You know, how if they're on the same page or not, I think they will. He's going to get fed the ball a lot. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, he stays healthy, knock on wood. He's proven to be healthy, but I think he gets invited to um, to New York when it's all said and done, Marvin Harrison Jr. 
Um, and then my second outside looking in, I got Sam Hartman from Notre Dame. He just puts up numbers. I think he's going to do excellent things at Notre Dame. And then rounding out my outside looking, in, I got Jaden Daniels from LSU, who had a tremendous season um, for Brian Kelly uh, last season at LSU. And then my dark horse right here is Joe mm-hmm. Milton from Tennessee. I think Joe Milton, he, he absolutely lit it up at the end of the season, filling in for Hendon Hooker. Um, he's a transfer from Michigan. Uh, this kid had ton, 10 touchdowns last year. I mean, he was nearly perfect when he filled in for um, for Hendon Hooker. And I think it's going to be a little bit of the same when it comes to Tennessee, them airing the ball out. He's got a strong arm. He can get outside the pocket. I, I don't think he's quite as good as Hendon Hooker, but we'll see. I mean, 10 touchdowns, no interceptions last year. That was pretty damn good. He ended the season on a strong note. Had a hell of a – had a hell of a um, uh, a ball game. Um, yep, he's, yeah, he sure did. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see what's going to happen in Knoxville. I'm I'm mm-hmm. really curious to see what's going to happen in Knoxville this year. You know, Jeremy Pruitt has really changed the mindset of this team. I mean, I remember that big win last year against Alabama, had that other big game against Georgia where you could tell they were still a couple of miles away from getting where it is they wanted to be there, but they were so much fun to watch. And I really like what I saw from Hendon Hooker. Now he's gone. Jalen Hyatt's gone. Who are they going to build this offense around? Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, I do. I do think Joe, Joe Milton is uh, is a guy to look out for when it comes to the to the dark horse. And I mean, last year Orange Bowl uh, against Clemson, I mean he had a hell of a game. He had he was nineteen to twenty eight, two hundred and fifty one yards, sixty completed sixty seven point nine percent of his passes, three touchdowns. I mean he was nearly perfect in that game. Um, and you know he's a big quarterback, six five, two forty five, kind of in the same build as Hendon Hooker. So yeah. you know, watch out for big things from for him um, next year. And then I, you know, obviously we we mentioned like Tanner Mordecai. We mentioned some of the you know Nicholas Singleton, Braylon Allen. Yeah. Um, you know who's who's who you know uh, Kay Klubnik from Clemson is is a guy to look out for in terms of the Heisman consideration. So a lot of guys. This is an early Heisman list, but there's a lot of guys. Um, that could emerge when the season starts. Yeah, I definitely agree. But watch out for Blake Corum. I think this kid's going to come in with a chip on his shoulder. He missed yes. a couple games last year, and they're going to build this offense around him. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a wrap. And, uh, man, Christian, it's always been a go- a pleasure. Man, look, look. Look, Izzy, I will always make time for family. You know that. Come on, man. You know what it is. You know what it is. <laughs> My and man. Happy birthday to nephew. Man, I hope yes, he, sir. Lives it. he lives it. How old is he turning? Turning to big eight. Big oh, eight, man. man. Oh, My man. man. Oh, yes, sir. Man. The big eight. Okay. Okay. But yeah, it's always a pleasure to do this with you. And I can't wait for football season to be here. We were, we've been working together since 2020 and it's been some of the best years that I've had, man, because of you. So thank you, brother. It's, it, it has been. And, and, and ladies and gentlemen, we'll be kind of, you know, bringing college football show down here. Uh, we'll probably start ramping up a little bit more uh, as the season starts. Uh, Absolutely. In. You know, maybe next month we'll start doing uh, conference previews. Let's do kinda, it. You know, going through that. Um, so we'll, we'll be bringing that hot content as, you know, as we approach week one. We're literally three months away from uh, from August 26th, which is the August 25th, really, which is the uh, first week of the season, first college football games start. So, anyways, everybody, go please like, share, and subscribe <coughs> to the podcast here at Fine Sports World on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. And if you, in case you missed the live uh, stream, you can catch us here on po- on all streams uh, services where podcasts can be heard. It's Apple Music, Amazon, Samsung, 
uh, iHeartRadio, and Spotify, ladies and gentlemen, as we keep you covered 360 degrees around the earth. Baby, let's go. Anyways, Prime Sports World bringing you the heat, ladies and gentlemen. Um, hey, Christian, you know what I like to say when I leave, man. In case I miss you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. And you know what I like, and you know what I like to add to. Holla at your boys. Holla <laughs> at your boy, baby. Peace out, guys. Holla back. Yes, sir. <laughs>